The Make My Damn Movie Podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion advised. I'm Mark Reynolds. And I'm Tom Swain. And we discuss the film and entertainment industry, spotlighting seven original screenplays, which must be produced. Yeah. Damn it. Hence, make my damn movie. Exactly. Come on. So, uh, we're coming up on Halloween. Mm -hmm. I know it's a podcast and you can listen Uh anytime. Oh, what episode is this? Episode 50. 50! That's a 50. 50 damn episodes. Holy crap. Yeah, that's pretty good, I guess. Shocking. Yeah. That we got this far. Anyway, we're coming up on Halloween. So we're coming up on Halloween in in a couple of days here. So we decided we were going to do something a little bit different here. Out of the gate. And instead of talking about 20 of our scariest movies each, like we normally do, we decided to pick one. I'm afraid that you might have picked mine. Oh, no. I'm going to let you go first. Oh. But if you do pick mine, Uh that's going to be a problem for me. Well, we can always record over. That, (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Yeah. I'll be upset. I got to tell you, but I have, uh, there's our oh. spooky, hellish background noise. Well, that's my head. What's you know what we there? didn't do is play our little demon girl. Let's do that. Oh, yeah. When we call to see the teddy bear here to play, <laughs> if you don't come play with us, All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So nice. the, the the um exercise this week was uh-huh. for us to, to, to us for us to come up with scariest movie ever. Uh-huh. And you you came up with In one. Our opinion. Yeah, I guess. I yeah. Okay, so what is I'm really afraid you're going to say mine. I'll be pissed. Oh, okay. <laughs> but what is yours? Mine. A lot of people might not think this is a horror movie, but oh, to okay. me, it is. All right. What is it? It is The Shining. Okay. That is a scary movie. I fucking love this movie. Okay. It is a perfect movie All for right. me. Even though, you know, the Stephen King, who wrote The Shining... The novel didn't really like the movie. No, he didn't. But I thought it was amazing and scares the shit out of me every year. And okay. I'll watch it okay. every Halloween. Okay. 1980, it was yep. made. Yep. Pretty, uh, pretty controversial for 1980. A lot mixed reviews back then. People didn't know what to make of it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Stanley Kubrick, I said, was the director. And uh, co-written by novelist Diane Johnson. Okay. Uh, stars Jack Nicholson, Shelley Duvall, uh, Scatman Crothers. Great. Was, oh, my yeah, gosh. Man. Love him. And uh, Danny Lloyd was the little kid. Red Rum. Yeah. Yes. 
Come play with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, his performance was amazing for a child. Absolutely. Yikes. Um, the cinematography in that movie was amazing. The flyover shot without drones back then. They had yeah. a, an amazing shot. You know, back the to the kid real quick, though. Uh-huh. You got to wonder how these kids look at the, their part, you know? Are they scared? Yeah. Or, you know, how do they handle that? Because that was a very disturbing movie, and, yeah. and his part was disturbing. Well, Stanley wow. Kubrick was like a, a straight-up ass to Shelley Duvall oh. at, on purpose oh. to make her like broken down. Oh. But then I heard with Danny Lloyd, he was very sweet and like encouraging, and so it, everything's compartmentalized. Hmm. So. Danny Lloyd didn't even know he was in a horror movie, really. Interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the score, the score to that movie just creeped me out. It's not really music. It's just like a lot of, uh, I don't know. Sound atmosp- waves. Yeah. Atmospheric yeah. sound waves. I like it. And my favorite quote. Uh-oh. Is not, it's not, here's Johnny. That's just no, overplayed. Everyone. It's, Wendy, darling. I'm not going to hurt you. I am not going to hurt you. I just want to smash your brains in. Just smash them right the fuck in. Yep. God, I, I, that's, a, that's a good scene. That whole scene yeah. is good. Jack Nicholson's performance was just amazing. That's anyway, cool. So that's, yeah, that's good. Yay! All right. Well, you didn't pick mine. All right. My scariest movie is Ping Pong Song. I knew it! No, it's not. <laughs> the scariest movie that I have ever seen is The Blair Witch Project. Oh. 1999. Found video footage tells the tale of three film students, Heather, Mike, and Josh, who've traveled to a small town in Burkittsville, Maryland, to collect documentary footage about The Blair Witch, a legendary local yeah. murderer. Over the course of several days, the students interview townspeople and gather clues to support the tale's reality. Now, this is a key part here because the name of the movie is The Blair Witch Project. Mm-hmm. But one man ties in the story of, uh, that they interview. They're interviewing oh, the townspeople. Right. So yeah. one, one of the townspeople ties in the story of an old hermit named Rustin Parr mm-hmm. who lived all alone in a, in a house in the 40s. In the woods. Yeah. Right? One day, Parr came down into town saying, okay, I'm finally finished. At which point, the police went up and searched his property, uncovering the bodies of seven boys who had earlier gone missing. Uh, Remember that? Yeah. Now, the story goes that Rustin Parr did the murders on the supposed instructions of the Blair the Witch. Witch. Uh-huh. Okay. He would take the boys down in his basement in pairs of two, telling them to face the corner. Mm-hmm. Okay. While he killed the other one. So he would take... Both of them down. One faced the corner, kill the other one. Then he'd kill the second child. Yeah. God. In court, he says he couldn't take the eyes on him. He didn't like them looking at him, <laughs> which is why he'd make them face the corner. That's a key part, right? After interviewing the townsfolks, these kids, the the students, right, head off to find his house in the woods. Yeah. But the project takes a frightening turn when the students lose their way in the woods, begin hearing horrific noises. That's the creepiest uh, part. Yes. Cause you never see the Blair that, witch. Yeah. The atmospheric stuff. Yes. It just goes on and good. on and on. Weird shit keeps happening. It's just, especially at night, of course. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Of course. Then one of them goes missing, and the other two hear his cries for help in the night, but they just can't locate him, which is mm-hmm. just the most. See, I'm getting very goosebumps yeah, right now. Disconcerting. It it really is. <laughs> they uh, try to locate him. They finally come across this old dilapidated house and hear him screaming. Okay, I'm starting to get creeped out. I'm not kidding. <laughs> this is crazy. The ending consists of the last two characters standing. Heather and Mike Uh running through a dark house looking for their friend Josh feverishly. Josh. Yeah. They can still hear him calling out somewhere in the house. They get separated. And after a minute or so, Heather, they both have cameras, finds Mike standing in the corner of a room. She screams, Uh drops the camera, and the movie ends. Yeah. That last scene is so simple, yet so scary to me. Uh-huh. Okay? I can't watch it. I've seen it one time. <laughs> I've seen the movie dozens of times. I'm not kidding. When it gets to the end, I you, can't, you can't watch it. I don't know what it is. I mean, what is that? Yeah, that that is that's one that started the whole genre of uh, the documentary type yes. horror movies. But it was so well but done. That one, yeah. And for no money. It made no so much money. money. They took it to Sundance and they did a bunch of missing yeah. missing uh, uh, posters, you know, right. pe- person, missing persons there posters. There were people convinced that this was a real documentary Absolutely. back in the day. It was now, hilarious. I have a postscript. Okay. Burkittsville, Maryland is about 45 minutes from my parents' house. It's, it's right around here. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. About an hour's drive. Mm-hmm. Right. I wanted some black and white pictures of the woods to, to yeah. frame for myself. Well, my dad, being a professional photographer, mm-hmm. has all the equipment, and he's got a black and white dark room in his house. Or oh, had, yeah. Had. He's long gone now. Uh, so we go out to Burkittsville with uh, Hasselblad cameras mm-hmm. and tripods and lighting equipment, the whole nine yards, right? Yeah. Now, this is kind of strange. Do you know what a contact sheet is in photography? No. A contact sheet is a print of the total negatives from a roll of film. That's right. Yeah. Okay? So each image is the same size as the negative itself. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole sheet with a bunch of little pictures on it. The purpose of a contact sheet is to be able to quickly scan a series of images to find the ones chosen to be enlarged. Right. Anyone that took a photography class in high school mm-hmm. knows what a contact sheet is. So we go out there, and we're taking pictures of the woods. This is right after the movie, by the way. Ooh. So I saw this movie. I'm like, hey, is Burkittsville right up the road? Dad, let's go. Yeah. I want to frame one and put it in my house. So boom, we go. We do it. We go. We take a billion pictures, have a day of it, right? Uh-huh. We get back to the house, and we make a contact sheet. I'm looking at the contact sheet, and it's like, wow, these are great, man. Uh-huh. These are so good. Let's enlarge a few. We couldn't do it. What? They would not enlarge. We couldn't do it. We tried a billion That's different impossible. things. It's what my dad said. He's like, what is going on? We I made took a, photography we, in college, and we, I, we I've never a, had that problem. We made another contact sheet. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, I want this particular picture. So you pick one you want. Right. We put it into the enlarger. Right. And it's when all... you go to put it down on the photographic paper, nothing's there. Whoa. That's weird. <laughs> it's creepy. That really happened. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Am I wrong or am I wrong? No, that's weird. Because that's physically, I mean, 
you just enlarge what's there. It's, it's I know. Not. It's crazy. Weird. Hmm. But that happened. Oh, you know what I yeah. didn't do? Huh. I did not print out our uh, messages. Do you want to do messages? Uh, I can sure. pause. Okay. We can pause because we can do that. We have the technology. We do. Okay. I'm, we're going to pause. Yeah. Okay. Here we are. We're back. Like it's like we never left. Oh, we right. in the minds oh. of people, right? Listening, there we didn't. And they're, the, they're, the, they're, the, they're hoping that we would. Okay, let's let's, let's do our, our messages from the uh, makemydamnmovie.com website, and you can send us a message too if you like to. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to read any more messages about the office. I get a no? lot of those. <laughs> they're still coming, and in. I, I did get a lot of messages about the. Um, uh, screenwriting myths we did the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm not going to read any of those either. They were boring. They were <laughs> people liked it. You know, that's fine. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> you actually help some people, I guess. Uh oh. Um. Yeah, we don't want to do that. Messages from the MakeMyDamnMovie.com website. You can go there and click send a message, and mm-hmm. you're off to the races. That's Rich it. from Austin, Texas. If you're not keen on helping screenwriters, then why the hell do you continue doing your podcast? Well, I don't think it's on purpose. I know why we continue to do it. To upset you, Rich. Oh, yeah. That's why. Nadia, New Delhi, India. Hmm. Greetings from India. Love the podcast, and thanks for highlighting how much you hate Save the Cat. Yes. I agree. It's a discouraging book. Love her. Jason. And I've been to New Delhi. Lovely place. Jason, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Mark, on behalf of Jason's Everywhere, fuck you. <gasps> That's not <nice. laughs> Gabriel, Calgary, Canada. I finally saw Ping Pong Summer. Thanks a lot. <laughs> it's movies like that that get made, which deeply upset me when I know my screenplays are so much better. Mm. Help. Well, yeah. My take on that is I doubt that yours are much better. <laughs> Very much doubt it. But whatever gets you Should've through the Should have seen day. that coming. Violet, Santa Cruz, California. I think it's great to encourage writers to keep their log lines brief. A one-sentence rule is one that I'm completely on board with, as so many log lines go on and on. Mm-hmm. Less is definitely better. That is true, and maybe you should have practiced with this mess. <laughs> that kind of... <laughs> Didn't end there, Violet. <laughs> Come on, Violet. Thanks, Violet. Seth, Raleigh, North Carolina. Really? Jan over Marsha? Not buying it. Mm. I get a lot of messages about the the Jan over Marsha thing. Believe it. The Brady Bunch He's thing. told me that before, and I was like, what? I got dozens of messages. Why is this such a hot-button issue? I don't know. I mean, really, why is it? Now, I, I did something, and I don't... We might edit it all out. But I did do something... About that, that, that relates to this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So back in the 90s, when I was a radio star, <laughs> I did a show called The Mel and Frank Show. Right. And we interviewed a lot of people. Yes. Maureen McCormick, who is Marsha in the Brady Bunch, uh-huh. was one of those people. I okay. thought you interviewed Eve Plum, too. Yeah, down the line. But oh, this, okay. is, this is a Marsha thing. Oh, okay. So Eve Plum was quite pleasant. Now, um, I've got a little to give a little backstory. I have a little clip of the Mel and Frank show. You want to cool? Hear yes. Okay. So this is Absolutely. kind of it's kind of 
sums it all up, I think. So here it is. It's the world-famous Mel and Frank Show. Well, if you continue to smoke your cigarettes, you're going to have throat cancer. I want cancer. Oh, do you? (laughs) (laughs) I want to die. No, no. (laughs) But then there'll be no more I have a death. What? There'll be no more Mel and Frank. Good. (laughs) What do you you think I want to die for? I don't have to do this stupid crap anymore. I hate radio. Okay. So that, that's the Mel and Frank show. So we would have a lot of people on, and then we would have them go into a production room after the interview and do right. a drop. And you've heard those. You know, yeah. hi, I'm blank blank, and you're listening to whoever and all these niceties. But we would want them to say negative things about us. Mm-hmm. And I have a couple of... Uh, Oh, good here. Do you know who Don good. Mills is? I just grabbed as many as I could Mills. find on the one tape I listened to. I didn't want to go through a million tapes. She was an actress, but anyway, here's a drop. Hi, I'm Donna Mills, and Mel and Frank really aren't that good, are they? <laughs> you really want me to say that? So that's the unedited, but, you know, we would have cut it at they really aren't that good because we didn't want all the, hi, I'm Donna Mills, and Mel and Frank are wonderful. Right. I'll kill you! Whoa. Okay, and uh, here, here's an, another one of those kinds of things there. Just a drop. Hello, this is Weird Al Yankovic, and Mel and Frank suck! So, you <laughs> get you it? Go. So then we interviewed Maureen McCormick, okay? Mm-hmm. And I told her the whole Jan thing, and she was, I don't remember why we interviewed her. She was doing something. But anyway, she was there, and we were talking, and she was very pleasant, you know. Mm-hmm. And As then I said, be. by the way, I like Marsha more than you, <laughs> or, or Jan more than you. Yeah. And her demeanor changed dramatically. <laughs> I'm sure. And she just, she said, well, yeah, Eve's very attractive person. <laughs> you know, you could tell it got under her skin. Uh-huh. So I She's went more and more and more, you know. And then finally the interview's over and they took her in the other room uh-huh. to, to, to say the spot. That. So the producer said, will you do... Oh my nose, my nose! Remember the one where the football? Of my course. nose. No, yeah. I won't. No, I, I, I won't do that. Uh, and it's like he's like, well, this—that's like something that you're very yeah. popular dance monkey. You know, do it. Yeah. No, I won't do that. Uh, but she did one, and it was kind of watered down. And here's Maureen McCormick. Okay. Hi, this is Maureen McCormick, and for some reason, you're listening to Mel and Frank. I actually uh, think she was serious. Right after that As a interview. Of fact. <laughs> So there's a little background Interesting. there. And, and me thinking that Jan was more attractive than her, uh-huh. it just solidified that even well, more. Well, right. After, now I like you know. Eve Plum more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Uh, Did that make any sense? Yes. I'm looking so for you're, you're saying that uh, Maureen McCormick is a straight up bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. But, a little levity now, the movie quotes game, where I ask you, what movie is this from? After I read a quote and you try to tell me, and, well, you know how that goes. Yeah, I usually crash and burn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're running out of pages. Thank God. Okay, here's your first one. What is it? Oh, what is this? A center for ants? <laughs> This is one of my favorite scenes. Oh, okay. Of all movies, Zoolander, (laughs) Eric Zoolander. (laughs) Very good. This would have to be at least twice as big. That's a good one. 
Okay, number two out of three. Number two out of three. Here we go. <laughs> hmm. I'm going to give you a hint before we even do it. Oh, no. This is related to Zoolander. Oh, okay. So see if you can't figure this one out, okay? I found that if you have a goal, you might not reach it. But if you don't have one, then you are never disappointed. And I got to tell you, it feels phenomenal. Dodgeball? Yes! Oh! It was my hint. Yeah. Peter LaFleur. Vince Vaughn. That's right. I'm going to give it to you. Not that you win anything anymore. No. I already got the damn shirt, so. Wow. You're two (gasps) for three. Yikes. Let's see if you can take it home here. Oh, you got this. You're going to get three easily. You're the ones who sent me the fruitcake for Christmas. It made me so sick. (laughs) I even did an impression, kind of, sort of. Yeah. Christmas vacation. What? Regular vacation. Oh, that's right. You oh, tricked man. me with the fruitcake. Aunt Edna, Imogene Coco. Right. And she died in the car. Oh, there you go. Oh. So close. That's. That's disappointing it so far. You want to do some uh, TV trivia ones? Sure. From uh, the Trivial Pursuit that I found in the garage, but not the game, just the cards. Just <laughs> Some of them have... This uh, is good. My dog. Jeez, got, you got to a them. punch. Oh, nice. Your dog chewed on... Our, our first dog. <laughs> wow. Our first dog, DJ. Okay. Here's the first one. Who played Janet Wood in Three's Company? Goldie Hawn? Wait, no. Joyce DeWitt. Who? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Joyce DeWitt. Okay, that's great. Wait, was she the brunette? Yes. Oh, I wouldn't have known her. Why? She's the brunette. So? Anyway. How many herbs and spices go into Kentucky Fried Chicken? Seven. Eleven. Eleven? Yeah. You should have known that. many? (laughs) What are the names of the Flintstones? Uh, You got Fred. Okay. Got Wilma. Yeah, you do. And then you've got Pebbles. Very good. I didn't know if you'd get that. I thought you'd say Barney and... Oh, no. Just the Flintstones. And then you got their dog. Rubble? Dino. Dino. You don't get that. If you don't get the dog, you don't get any of it. Barney Rubble, geez. Okay, in what town does Petticoat Junction take place? (laughs) They like Petticoat Junction. (laughs) Uh, Come on. Shreveport, Louisiana. Hooterville. Mm, As does Green Acres is in Hooterville. Really? Yeah. That's the tie-in? And that was always a big thing because Hooters... Right. On the girls, exactly. the buxom sisters Hooterville. or whatever. And also where the Clampets hailed from, the Beverly Hillbillies Hooterville? came from Hooter. Oh, my God. Really? I'm done with you. <laughs> really disappointed. Very disappointing. Okay. Um, let me. Uh, I don't know what we're doing. 
Oh, I know what we're doing. <laughs> Movies featuring young adults. Where are they? Uh. I watched a movie from uh, 1984 called The Wildlife, okay? It's mm-hmm. the unofficial sequel to Fast Times at Ridgemont High, both written by Cameron Crowe. Really? Right? Yes. It's very hard to find. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Eric Stoltz, Leah Thompson, who were in Some Kind of Wonderful oh. together. Remember? Yeah. The late Christopher Penn, Sean Penn's brother. Yeah. The other kid from Weird Science, not Anthony Michael Hall, but the other kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Randy Quaid, who plays a fucked up war veteran, is in it. Cameron Crowe's wife at the time, Nancy Wilson from Heart. Oh, yeah. Had a cameo like she did in Fast Times. That's right. Yeah. And uh, Rick Moranis is in it. Yeah. And I've never seen this. You haven't seen it? I have to loan it to you. It's set in the suburbs of L.A., a kid, Eric Stoltz, mm-hmm. has just graduated from high school and decides to move out of his single mom's house and moves into his first apartment in a young singles complex, hence the wildlife. Right. Okay? His younger brother, Jim, the kid from um, Weird Science. Weird Science, okay. Is fixated on the Vietnam War and spends a lot of time practicing with nunchucks, smoking cigarettes, listening to heavy metal on his boombox, uh-huh. and hanging out with a Vietnam vet, Randy Quay, uh-huh. who is out. Of his mind. He is. Yeah, in real life. <laughs> Stoltz has a job at a bowling alley and works with Christopher Penn, a hedonistic high school wrestling star. Yeah. Okay? The sleazy apartment manager takes advantage of naive Stoltz and ups the rent on move-in day. Stoltz basically says, duh, and says, sure, because he's so excited uh-huh. about moving out. Right. His first apartment. Later at work, he complains to Chris Penn. The, the wrestler, mm-hmm. about the higher rent. So Penn suggests they become roommates and split the rent. They do, and insanity ensues oh, with crazy parties and all that, that kind of shit. That right? cool. Okay, there's a strip club in there and everything. Wow. It's a, a wildlife, right? Now, Stoltz's former girlfriend, Leah Thompson, right. works at a donut shop. She's still in high school, so he broke up with her because he didn't want to date high school girls. You know, he's uh, mature, right? So... She's moved on and is having a fling with a cop who, unknown to her, <laughs> is married oh, nice. to Nancy Wilson. <gasps> and she's pregnant. Nancy Wilson is pregnant? Yes. Okay. And, you know, and anyway, they, anyway, anyway, so the cop and Leah Thompson, they bang in the back of the donut shop where they make donuts. Nice family film. Yikes. Would you say? By the way, that's not vanilla icing on those donuts. Oh. But I digress. Anyway. Stoltz still has feelings for her, and blah, blah, blah. You fill uh-huh. in the rest. Yeah. Zany, fun nonsense. Now, all these kid actors were in the movie, these movies together back then, remember? That's crazy. Yeah. A lot. Just, they just, just were. Christopher Penn went on to do Footloose with uh, Bacon. And Corky Romano. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here's my point. Those kinds of movies just aren't made anymore. Not really. Not with like a, a Rat Pack kind of. No, they're not. But the good news is that I wrote a few. Yes. And here you they did. sit. So yes. you listen to me, they you need people. To, to be made. Make my damn movie. And you know why yeah. these kinds of movies aren't made anymore? It's uh, simple because the kids today suck uh, shit. <laughs> listen to me and listen good. These fucking Facebook stars, in quotes, right, are boring. <laughs> yeah, boring. Yeah. Spoiled, rotten scum they are. 
And some of you listening, you are. You forgot narcissistic. Oh my gosh, yes. And it's their parents' fault for putting them on pedestals and letting them run the show. Mm. We've talked about this time and time again. Hey, parents, your kids are not your buddies. They're not your friends. They are nothing. They're supposed to bring you stuff. Exactly. These parents have their heads so far up their kids' assholes. Mm -mm. They do nowadays. Yeah. Why would you want, how can you relate to someone like that? To kids like that? That's what's out there. It's pathetic. It's hard to watch. (laughs) Cringeworthy, to say the least. The kids in those 80s movies have jobs. Think yes. about the one I just talked about. You had to have a job. What's his, what's his name? Stoltz is working in a bowling alley, right? Yeah. Leah Thompson working in a donut shop, and you know how much I love donut, donut shop, shop workers. Girls. Right? That sounded wrong. They have jobs. They're not handed BMWs for a first car to drive as a status symbol for their parents. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my friends all drove pieces of shit that broke down every 45 yeah. miles. Okay. End of story. That's what happened when I was a kid. Yeah. Right. And look how likable I am. <laughs> look what I turned into. <laughs> the only reason my parents would put me on a pedestal is to knock me the hell off <laughs> of it. To show me who was boss. Yeah, that's, that's true. Right. This is why most movies featuring kids these days are boring and stupid. Am I mm. wrong? Watching a bunch of spoiled rotten fuckwads is tedious. Yeah, have you watched uh, the movie The Good Boys? Yes. Yikes. Somebody uh, recommended that to me, and I'm like, "Uh, this is birth control, really, because these kids are fucking assholes. Exactly. I don't understand the appeal of that movie. You're making my point for me. See what I'm talking about? Uh, And and if you look at some of these screenplays here that I toiled uh-huh. over, uh-huh. right? These seven screenplays. There's it, one, I'm looking right at one, the flip side. Yeah. Okay. I'll read the log line of the flip side. An unlikely alliance of high school stoners and jocks joined forces in 1977 to hatch a zany scheme to stop their meddling principal's attempt to keep them from working at a popular burger joint. Boom. That's John Hughes written all over. That's it. right. <laughs> listen to me candles. and listen good. I'm the new John Hughes. <laughs> Fuck you. Make my fucking movie. Come on, producers. Seriously. So that, the flip side, fits yeah. right in to what I'm That's talking true. about. It's it's very of that kind of uh, rat pack type. You mentality. like the kids. You, yeah, you're They're zany. For the kids. They do goofy things. Mm-hmm. They do horrific things, right? <laughs> yeah. They don't speak um, nice language. No, they don't. But you like them. Right. Right? Right, 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 right. And if you want to have something like this in your corner, mm-hmm. Get in touch with me. Yeah. Make because if you don't, I'm going to smash Whoa. your heads. <laughs> Pissed. You're getting more and more like uh, Mr. Robot. Or 
the, the yes, robot. Yes. Not Mr. Robot. That I'll tell you crazy. right now, though, because I'm watching The Wild Side. And again, it wasn't a big, huge hit. But I it was see just, it. I, I'll, I'll loan it I'm to you. I'm interested. Because I'm watching it and I'm thinking, wow, that this is just, you like these kids. Mm-hmm. You like these people. Yeah. And I ha- I can't think of I anything recently that I've seen that's in that kind of frame of mine that I like the kids. Yeah. Because they're all the same. Gimme, 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 gimme. Am I making a point? Yeah, you are. What was the movie recently with that by uh, directed by Greta Gerwig? Yeah. Lady. Yeah. Something. Sure. That one, Lady Bird. Oh yeah. So that movie was interesting because you weren't really rooting for the the protagonist was a young lady. No, she was kind of an asshole. You know and. Kind of mean to her mom and yeah. yeah. I liked the movie, but I wasn't rooting for her at first. See, I want I want <clears throat> I wanted to make movies, I wanted to write movies that people like the characters. That that's odd. Yeah. But I, I wanted <laughs> well, to why do, would that, you do that. You know? <laughs> and here we are, and I'm thinking, why in the hell aren't these F- being come on, producers? Come on, man. Go to make damn movie dot com dot com <sighs> and go to the movie section i really give up i really do i think i'm and request to download one of these fine screenplays i'm telling you right now the flip side great one the radio chaos, radio chaos. is another great one hit escape. hit escape is another one it's a fantastic a one. young set of teens yeah it's a time Getting travel. Into piece, high I guess, right? Yeah, time travel. Time travel. Yeah. They go back, and it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're like, huh? You're not explaining this very well. Well, well, you know what? Fuck you. Go to the website, <laughs> and you can read it. There, there you, you go. go. I didn't never say I was no pitch master. Oh, easy no, peasy. I did not. All right. Hey, by the way, I did get a couple of people uh, talking about the uh, magic eight ball dying, oh, yeah. and I. Did change the batteries, mm-hmm. but I don't think it did anything. Magic Eight Ball, are these movies ever going to get made? Ooh. Well, there you go. <laughs> There's your answer. My answer is I think it is possible. <laughs> <laughs> Dickhole. Vague as usual. Yay! Hate that damn thing. <laughs> All right, that's it. Go to the website, do the thing, whatever you got. There, don't. <laughs> I don't care. It really doesn't matter. Please. I don't For the love of God, eh. producers. Screw you. Go. Okay. Later. Bye-bye. All right, that's it.